in your life you've had Maker's Mark, and you've said, hmm, this is some good bourbon, and you've enjoyed it, and you keep it in your liquor cabinet, and like a nice, warm, comfortable sweater that you've had since college, you're like, I'll keep some Maker's Mark in my life. But if you haven't tried the wood finishing series, you haven't understood that you can trade in the sweater for a little bit of Armani. It's eat, drink, smoke, or eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, and this is the Maker's Mark wood finishing series. So understand how you make bourbon, right? I think that's the, the, the first thing to, to, to understand. Bourbon is 51% corn. It has to be uh, put into first-use American charred oak barrels. It has to be aged at least two years. It doesn't have to be from Kentucky. I, that's the big one. It doesn't have to be from Kentucky. People are like, it's from Indiana. What are you, crazy? Yeah, it's totally fine. And you can only dilute with water to change the proof. You can't be going about trying to change anything. What they do with the wood finishing series is all the standard stuff. This is a mash bill, 70% corn, 16% wheat, and 14% malted barley. But when they're in, and this has been aged for about six years, but what they do is when they get to a certain moment, they take 10 new staves. Staves are pieces of wood, guys. They take these staves, they throw them into the barrel. So the, 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 the juice is getting its flavor from the wood, from this American charred oak. Now you add in new wood to it, you're able to get an expansion of those flavors. You know you have the wood finishing series when you see RC6 on it. It'll say wood finishing series, but each stave profile is, is numbered. So you, this one here is the RC6, and it comes in at 108.2 proof. Fingers Malloy approves. Why? Why always with the high proof? Why does this make you so incredibly happy? Because if it's good, the high proof just, we're getting right to, cutting right to the chase, Tony. <laughs> Get to the quick. Now, we do this uh, neat and then bring it to a cube. Uh, in truth, I've never had it before. I've never had the wood finishing series. I, I, I do enjoy Maker's Mark. I, I always have. Um, that is a wonderfully sweet nose. Get that is a wonderfully sweet nose cinnamon, right there. A little cinnamon right off the gate. I'm going to go with more raisin than cinnamon. I think it's a little more fruity than it is spicy. That's just one. Now, guys, you're going to look at it any way you want to look at it. We're just telling you our palate. What it is. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong, right? All, all of a sudden, I'm singing, Stop, children, what's that sound? <laughs> Everybody, look what's going around. But it does have that sweetness. Um, there is a bit of an alcohol that comes off here. Sometimes you'll take a, a whiff and it'll be that like, big medicinal almost going on, whether you want to call it ethanol or what, or what have you. But I think that there's some, some real fruit in here. Not super deep on the dark fruits, but more into like the, the dried fruits is where I would go. That's not a bad nose at all, but it does seem like it's going to sting. Right? <laughs> Cinnamon, fruit, punch in the face. That's right. what I'm smelling right now. That's where it is. You ready? Are you ready to do yeah. this? Oh, of course. We do it neat. Been ready all day. We, was it that bad? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, no bring it to, we bring it to a cube, 108.2 proof. It is Maker's Mark, wood finishing series, an additional 10 virgin toasted American oak staves. Placed into the barrel, aged about six years. That's a, they're virgin staves. They're virgin staves. Okay, good. <laughs> Just want to make sure you don't care at all. All right, fingers. You, you've done the nose. Take there the sip. Go. Tear health. The fingers Malloy on Facebook. Fingers Malloy Radio. He's taking the first sip. Oh, oh my God! Hey, keep it in. Keep it in. And down. 
There you go. There you go. You all right? Holy cow. It it hits you on the tongue with a nice sting. It like is the guy warm. from Young Frankenstein. It is your eyes came out of your head. It is warm. Um, the, the fruit notes that you were talking about, they'll hit you right away, too. And the wood. I'm the doing cinnamon right goes away. Mm, I'm doing it right now. So here we go. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's very good. Now, I will admit, sometimes even how you take it in will change the reaction. There is a sting to the tip of the tongue, but I didn't have the. Did you just like gulp it down? I took a little bit bigger drink, <laughs> a bigger sip than I normally would. I moved it around. What they, what they call it? The Kentucky Chew? The Memphis Munch. It is not what they call it. And kind of switched it around. The, I think one of the things to do is that first sip, let that kind of make the taste buds set properly. Then take the second sip and see where you really are with the drink. That's what I'm doing right now, Fingers Malloy. Hold on. Mm. This may be the first time I don't go to the rock right away. This is very good, neat. All right. There's first, I got to say, very often you'll drink a bourbon. You'll be like, okay, I catch a note. I catch the caramel. I catch the butterscotch. I catch the fruit. The sweetness and, and, the, and, and the spice are hitting very, very well. The sweetness is, is big, very brown sugar uh, in, in, in that. Um, it finishes kind of lovely. It finishes rich. It finishes thick. Like, it finishes leathery. I don't even know if I could say that, right? That's a, that is a very, very fine fine bit of bourbon. Well, what I noticed on my second sip, I don't know if this happened to you, now that you you got past the sting on the tongue, the the spice really came out on that second sip and the and the sting went away a little bit for me. See, that's funny. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it there there there's a touch of heat that it, it is now rested in in the in the upper mid chest with a little bit of that heat didn't bother me on the throat at all. I I can actually pick up the touch of the cinnamon, the touch of the uh, of, of 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 the fruits, right? But I think that cinnamon for me is maybe more of a sweetness. I'm convincing myself it's cinnamon. That brown sugar, really, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, those fruits, and that almost leathery feel in the bottom. I am going to move it to a cube, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think the cubes because we do a big rock here. I don't think it's going to stay for long. I think this is two ice chips, and let let that water get in there. Give it that slight chill. That's absolutely lovely. The Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series. This is the RC6, which is 10 virgin toasted American oak staves. That's what we're dealing with here. I'm very impressed. The weirdest thing does not hit at all like 108.2 proof. No. Doesn't hit strong like that. It's. I mean, I think you just took too big of a sip. Well, it, it's, it's big because there's a lot of flavor, but it doesn't hit hard. It, it has a touch of medicinal on the smell, well, ethanol on the, I should say, on the nose, but does not hit with that strength. Here's where I will agree with you, and it is, it hits you on the tongue, but if the, the, the strength that we were talking about, if it was something that really uh, affected you, it, there's no burn in the chest. It was just a little sting on the tongue. So, uh, no, I, it, this doesn't feel like, oh, we're, we're having a 120-some-odd proof bourbon here. It, that's a, it's a little less strong than that, but it's, it's definitely not 80 proof, but it doesn't feel like 120, Can you share proof. this with the entire table? Will everybody at the dinner table be able to enjoy this? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm a maybe because it really does build a heat. 
a, a warmth in, in that mid chest. I think it depends on if you give it to them on the rocks. Some ice chips or neat. I think it could it could surface everyone. I'll tell you this: the MSRP is sixty dollars. Fingers Malloy, is this in your liquor cabinet? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is actually in my liquor cabinet. Like, this is a buy. This is a wonderfully, wonderfully well thought out, well profiled bit of bourbon. The Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series, twenty nineteen release. The RC six hundred eight point two uh, proof. That's fifty four percent alcohol by volume. This is. This is impressive. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. If you look at me, you would think that all I do is eat fast food. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hottie. <laughs> but I, I, I don't. I don't touch stuff. I don't eat bread. I don't eat sugar. Ugh. I mean, I'll, every now and then. Like, I, every now and then. I had pizza twice in the last year. 12-month period. Twice. And pizza is a slice, Fingers Malloy. That's it. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. Great to be with you. It's, it's not because I oppose fast food. It's that I can't do it. I'll feel miserable. I'll feel terrible. Guys like you, Fingers Malloy. I feel terrible eating healthy. Right. Like I've, I've only had asparagus once in the last three years. Makes me feel awful. By the way, should we play What Did Fingers Eat Today? It's going to disappoint you again. Are, are you still, are you still Atkins, boy? Yes, down 11 pounds. Really? I'm very happy. I had two pieces of the uh, zero net carb uh toast this morning for breakfast and then for lunch I had a lean cuisine carb friendly oh it's already sad as yeah see that's what makes this so important this is the top unhealthy menu option at every popular fast food (laughs) restaurant the question is fingers have you had it I can answer clearly that in all of these I think I have had two but we're going to go through them and see whether or not you have had them. This is, no matter what fast food restaurant you go to, the single most unhealthy thing <laughs> you can order. This from Eat This, Not That, eatthis.com. No, at McDonald's, a place you love, Fingers Malloy. Mm-hmm. Home sweet home. The unhealthiest thing there is the big breakfast with hotcakes. Yes, I've had it several <laughs> times. 1,340 calories, 44 grams of fat. 2,090 milligrams of sodium and 155 carbs with 48 grams of sugar. You betcha. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, people are like, wait, I let my kids eat that all the time. This is what you're doing. You know, I don't let my kids drink soda. Really? They're they're not allowed to drink soda. They, they have had a soda like for their birthday. Like sometimes they'll be like, can we get a root beer? I'll be like, yeah. And we'll go and we'll get a, a root beer. If, if we're at, uh, a party. I don't worry about what they, if they're at a birthday party. I'm, I'm not about to be that guy. But everyday stuff in the house? Nope. You know what else? What do they drink? Water or milk? There's no juice in my house. No juice? They did not grow up with orange juice or apple juice or any of that kind of stuff. You know, we're, we're Jewish, so, you know, Friday night will come and it's, uh, it's Shabbat and, uh, uh, like, we'll do wine, but we can do, they can do grape juice then. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, bring it on. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't do any of that stuff. You know, you're, you're fine with your kids doing that? We actually have a fountain pop station <laughs> at the house. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it, it's, it's weird. I mean, I grew up the overweight kid and I, was, I didn't want that for them. I just didn't want them to have the empty calorie. That's all. I'd rather you ate the fruit 
you know, and as opposed to as opposed to drink the whole fruit. But I have totally allowed them to eat the big breakfast with hotcakes. So screw my parenting skills. <laughs> I know nothing. From Wendy's, the bacon jalapeno cheeseburger triple. It has onion rings on it. This is 1,260 calories. So it's less calories than the big breakfast over with hotcakes over at McDonald's. 86 grams of fat, <laughs> 2,150 milligrams of sodium, and 47 carbs. But it's also 76 grams of protein. I'm looking at it right now. I would devour this with everything in me right now, and I would do the bread on this one, and it'd be worth the suffering. I was going to say, is your mouth watering? Just oh, looking at this. It looks so good. I have never in my life had a triple. Never. No? No. The double, I'm all about the double. But the triple, that's 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 a lot of meat. And uh, it's it's just never uh, been in, in my Wendy's bag when I've left. At Chick-fil-A, the most unhealthy thing you can get is a salad. This is the great secret. All of this health food stuff is garbage nonsense. Salads will kill you. Stop. <laughs> Unless it's a wedge to go with your steak, stop it. Uh, it has 850 calories, 61 grams of fat. Six in a salad, 2,200. Did I say 2,000, right? 2,220 milligrams of sodium and 34 carbs. That's a salad. I, I, you know me well enough to not even ask me if I've had All that right. before. <laughs> the waffle fries are a better choice than the salad, and waffle fries are delicious. Burger King, you're a Burger King man? Oh, yeah. That's, yes, you are. This is the Burger King Triple Whopper with cheese. Basically, it is like the Wendy's Triple, except looking at the photo, I would rather eat the Wendy's Triple any day of the week <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Yeah. This has 1,220 calories, 82 grams of fat, 1,470 milligrams of sodium, and 50 carbs. Let's get into the good stuff, because this has just all been the wet, the appetite stuff, the easy stuff. You know what? Still pretty healthy. The Sonic Oreo peanut butter shake. Have you ever had? I've never been to Sonic. I went once. They spilled the drink on me. I've never been back. <laughs> they brought it to the car. You know, they put it on the like, car hop style, old school, and they spilled the drink on me. And they were like, oh, did, did I do that? And uh, then, then words were exchanged. And Something I- similar happened to me there. Uh, I, they put the tray on my window and I had so much food, my car toppled over. <laughs> Like a Flintstones yeah. episode. Oh, that people. was a Flintstones. I'm like sorry. A Brontosaurus <laughs> burger. The shake from Sonic Oreo, peanut butter shake, I should say, has 1,720 calories. Oh, my goodness. It's a shake. That's it has a shake. A, it has 104 grams of fat. It has 1,000 milligrams of sodium. It has 30 grams of protein. Here's the kicker. It has 172 carbs. With, it includes 111 sugars. That's amazing. That's going to kill you. We wonder why we're a fat nation. This is why, man. You drink that, you'll feel like you've been shot out of a cannon. (laughs) Wow. The Arby's Half Pound French Dip and Swiss with Au Jus, they have the meats, by the way, Mm -hmm. is only 740 calories. So it's problem. It's only 35 grams of fat. It only has 52 carbs. It has 55 grams of protein. It has 3,400 milligrams of sodium. Oh, wow. The, you, that is Arby's bloat that you will feel. <laughs> I've had that before. A month. You, you had the, the sandwich bloat? and the Arby's bloat. At five guys, what's the unhealthiest thing you can get, Fingers Malloy? At five guys? At five guys. Uh, everything is healthy at five guys. It's the fries. 
Oh, stop it. The large fries are 1,300 calories, 57 grams of fat, 1,300 milligrams of sodium, 20 grams of protein, 181 carbs. That makes sense. Uh, If you order the large fry, you're lucky if you can get the bag out the door without the fry starting to soak through the bottom of the bag. Oh, they're wonderful. Uh, you know, I one of my, my youngest refuses to go because we went to Five Guys once and there's like peanut. Well, before COVID, there were peanut shells on the floor and they're like, what in the hell is this? Why would you eat here? This is dirty. <laughs> and now and now they can't. They just they just can't be around it. You know what? The, the Burger King sandwich reminded me of back in Wisconsin in the 90s. There was a defensive tackle for Green Bay. His name was Gilbert Brown. OK. And they had the Gilbert Brown Whopper meal because this was Gilbert Brown's favorite sandwich. It was a double Whopper with double cheese, double pickle, and double mayo, and that was it. <laughs> In my mind, I imagine you would just take a bite of it and you could tilt your head back and it would slide down your throat. <laughs> uh, this is just some of it. It's a really, really interesting list. And now, it, the worst thing we ever did was put nutritional information on menus because oh. it ruins everything. Now that you know this, I'm sorry if I ruined your. <laughs> I'm sorry if I ruined your like your like sweet 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 indulgence, but this is we this is just too much. Even I think this is too much. This is eat drink smoke. It is eat drink smoke. Your cigar, food, bourbon, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, and this we're reviewing the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, this is six years in the making, uh, right out of the barrel, but finished with 10 virgin oak staves. Now, there are different versions of this. We're doing the RC6, which is a 2019 release. 10 virgin toasted American oak staves were added to it. This is a wonderful array of flavor. I will go so far as next week, and I am going on a golf trip. I'm buying a bottle. You're going on a golf trip during COVID? Sure. Is that allowable? Oh, man, I said it out loud. Right. Now they're after you. <laughs> You're bringing a bottle of this to I'm the golf take up. Well, not to the golf course, but, you know, after the round is over, I'm going to bring some, some sticks, and I'm going to have a bottle of this, and it's going to be a good weekend. This is some absolutely wonderful flavor uh, going on. There is a wonderful sweetness of brown sugar. There is uh, a, a, a bit of spice that's hitting with that as well, and you can really get into all of it. And that finish is warm and rich and almost leathery as it sits in the upper middle chest. It is from Maker's Mark, their wood finishing series. Check it out for yourself. Did I say hello? The Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers, Malloy. Did I do that? I think you did. I forget sometimes. It's time for News of the Week, Fingers. Speaking of masks, Tony. Um, uh, okay. Well, you mentioned masks about when, when I was going to go to the golf course. Can you do that without wearing a well, mask? I, I mentioned coronavirus. COVID, I assume... Are they making you wear a mask? They were. If you were, at first they weren't allowing two golfers on a cart together. Now they've backed away from that. But I heard something interesting. They don't want you pulling the pin on the green anymore because of COVID. That's, uh, we're dumb. <laughs> we're dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're d- the only thing dumber than this. Is that it's at first it happened in Wisconsin. Now it's happening in schools. They want the kids, if they're virtual learning and doing the Zoom call, kids at home, they want wearing masks. <laughs> we're, we're, guys, look, I'm not going to tell you wear a mask, don't wear a mask, don't, don't. I don't want to do that. It's, it, we're dumb. 
if you can't grab the pin, it's dumb. If you want to be at home or you tell a child that the only way you can be, be doing school from home is to wear a mask, I mean, that's just, that's just wrong. It's a... It, it's it's just wrong. Now you I've can got. see why I'm going to bring a bottle of Maker's yes, Mark with me. <laughs> I do. Okay. And bring it to the school kids as well. <laughs> do not masks. bring it to the school kids. Well, bring it to them so if they go back to school, they can have one in the bathroom, Tony. No, that's also not right. Let me explain. I will. Flushing a urinal causes an alarming upward flow of coronavirus-laden particles. Done. A new study has found. Nope. Prompting health experts to recommend wearing... Face coverings in public restrooms. Now, I could have argued that before coronavirus. <laughs> right. Full hazmat suits <laughs> in public bathrooms. Uh, for sure. Depending on where you are. I would have also argued it on public transportation. The, so the, with the, with the way the urinal flushes, because the water, if you don't know, ladies, the water comes down. The, first of all, can I say I would love to install a urinal in my house? Yes. It is just much more comfortable. It's all, it's all I can say. It's much more comfortable. It's more sanitary, too. You think it's more sanitary? Yes. Well, how so? Sometimes, I'm told, Other as you people, get older, oh. your aim isn't as good as it used to be. Oh, is that it? So it's, it's hard to... You have to have had a lot of Maker's Mark to miss a urinal. <laughs> right? <laughs> a lot. But, but when the water comes down the sides, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then hits the bottom, and sometimes there's water collected there, depending on the, on the urinal. And then that creates a an upward flow upward of, flow of droplets. Yes, coronavirus laden particles. Here's my favorite part of the story. Researchers in China. Stop. <laughs> Stop. This isn't. This is a, a story about research done in China. R- researchers in China found that COVID nineteen particles from a flushing urinal can shoot up to two feet in the air in less than six seconds. First, they want to shut down our economy. Then they don't want us to pee. They really are trying to kill us, I tell you. They're coming right at me. I don't want foreign influence on my urinals. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what else to say, except there's no possible way this year gets more ridiculous. But it's going to because we still have an election coming up. So we've got more. Um, use the urinal. Move on with your day. With the mask? Uh, no, oh, no, no. God. Mask, gloves, and perhaps something to uh, scrub with when you're done. The World Health Organization has done. issued... <laughs> Hold on. This isn't a continuation? I thought we were like all not with the World Health Organization because they, they lied. Are we still listening to them? Well, we are when it comes to going to the dentist, Tony. That's what I'm told. The World Health Organization has issued new guidance advising people to postpone routine dental cleanings amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Chinese want to shut down our economy. They don't want us to pee. And now the World Health Organization, their partner in crime, wants our teeth to fall out. Oh, but ni- the book 1984 is just a book. It's not supposed to be a how-to manual. According to the WHO, according to the WHO, all dental cleanings, oral health checkups, and other preventative care should be delayed until coronavirus numbers in communities ease because dentists work in close proximity with patients for prolonged periods of time. This is a great news for everybody who doesn't need a root canal. (laughs) Right? For everybody who isn't in pain right now, this is a dream. There is a real problem going on in medicine, and ER doctors are discussing the levels of acuity that they're seeing 
uh, uh, it, that 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 are going on, and I don't, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm using the right word. It's the idea that there are usually people coming to see them, and they can manage issues that they're having. But people have been avoiding hospitals right. and avoiding doctors because they've been told to be afraid, and now they've got real serious health concerns. So you're going to have people who die from coronavirus. Then you're going to have people who really died from the comorbidity, right? They got coronavirus, but they had something really else that was, was, was wrong with them, some other type of physical uh, ailment or malady. And then you're going to have the people who are going to have, are going to be COVID-related deaths because they didn't go see a doctor in time because of coronavirus. This is, this is sick. And now can you imagine with Dennis? The, the so dentistry, people just living in pain? Never mind. The, yeah, the cleanings. I mean, think think of people that don't like to go to the dentist to begin with, and they're like, "Oh, this is a really good excuse to put off that cleaning," and you put it off and you put it off, and then you you got some serious issues. The amount the, when you're older, especially if you're going to have serious dental work done, you know you got to take antibiotics, right? Yes. You you damn well better because the infections can get in the gums and travel to the heart. You can get issues you never thought of before. Almost killed my father. Almost killed my father. This was 15 years ago. My dad's 82 now. Almost killed him. Wow. I, I saw that man go through heart surgery. This, this was insane. I never saw anybody look worse. And physically, he was never the same after he ended up with a heart infection. Never the same afterwards. And he'll tell you that. He'll tell you that directly, that it absolutely wiped him out. And you would never think that that would be something that you'd have to worry about. Oh, routine dental work. But... My, my God, that's that's terrible. And, and that's even without coronavirus. But um, I would still tell people, you take all the precautions you can, and then and then you do it. Don't live in pain. That doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. There's a famous cigar shop in Chicago called Hubbard and State Cigar Shop. It right. has been hit twice now by looting. Once in May, uh, again, so earlier when do they this leave? week. They're talking. They may leave in the last two years. Uh, they, they went uh, to try to save what they could on Monday. Uh, nearly everything of value was gone. It had been looted with rows and shelves stripped clean of high-end cigars worth up to $800 a box. Uh, they stepped through the rubble and realized that the thieves had made off with his safe with $5,000 in it. His estimated loss is more than $75,000. This is the ongoing story. You're going to watch. You were talking about Victoria's Secret saying we pay in New York a million dollars a month in rent. Screw it. Well, watch how many people say screw it. We're done. Uh, the, the ramifications of looting, guys, uh, regardless of your politics, looting is not politics. Looting is evil. And guys like this, cigar shops, the local shop that people love, the local business. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's not going to come back. They don't deserve him. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Pandemic is over. Everyone can get back to their normal everyday lives. I only know this for one reason. The executives at Disney and Fox Corporation have put an end to their pay cuts. The executives are going to be okay. Fingers in the line. Hallelujah. Right. I was worried. I know. You're like, but how are they going to survive? <laughs> how will they make it? Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. Apple Podcasts is where you get the podcast in case you miss any part of the show. Eat, drink, smoke. Write a review and leave a five-star review. Uh, this from the people at Deadline. Uh, the execs at Walt Disney Company and Fox are getting their paychecks restored to pre-COVID-19 levels. 
my I only bring this up not because I think they should have pay cuts. I'm not that guy, right? I'm not anti-corporation. I don't quite get that mathematics. It's what about all the people who can't be in business? Where we live is Indianapolis, Indiana. We record at a place called Blend Bar Cigar, fantastic cigar lounge in Indianapolis. And they're in Nashville, they're in Houston, they're in Pittsburgh. Great, wonderful, wonderful people. But in downtown Indianapolis, there's a cigar lounge called Burn. It's by Rocky Patel. He owns the lounge. He's got one in Atlanta and a couple other places. Well, they had to shut down. They had to shut down because they don't serve food. Therefore, they're considered a bar. Therefore, they're not allowed to be open because of coronavirus. But Blend has a whole full menu so they can be open. (laughs) It's the most insane thing ever. So when I see the execs at Disney and Fox doing fine, I say to myself, how are they more special, more important than this other business? And it is, that's not a classism thing, right? I'm never that guy. This is about why aren't you allowed to make choices for your dang self about what it is you do? And why is it that the restaurant can be open, but the cigar lounge can't? That's madness. Well, if it saves one Hollywood execs Ferrari, Tony... We'll punch you. It's worth it. No, I don't under. We've talked about this for weeks now. I, I don't understand how these policies uh, are, are implemented. Where they come up with them, it just feels like they're throwing things at a wall to see if it'll stick. Uh, okay, if I own a sports bar and I serve you chicken wings and beer, I can stay open. But if I'm a cigar bar that doesn't have food, I have to close. None of this makes sense to me. New York, they want to do Cuomo chips, <laughs> right? You said we had to serve food, but you didn't say what kind of food. No, now there's specific kind of food that makes a meal, right? A sandwich is just a sandwich, but a manwich makes a meal. Manwich, by the way, would be a great sponsor of Eat, That's Drink, right. Smoke. <laughs> we eat it right out of the can. Not even, not even be afraid. Not even heat it up. Um, this is just, it just shows where we still have this, this serious gulf in, in decency, and, and recognizing really right from wrong. It's one thing to believe in science. It's another thing to be willfully blind to science as if somehow coronavirus acts differently in a cigar lounge than it does at the local subway. It's, it's awful. I, just don't, I feel for them. I just don't know how you can run a business, especially when a lot you of can't. these executive orders... It feels like they're they're signed in in, in the like dark governor of orders, night. right? The orders from governors well, or governors from mayors. Governors or from mayors. It feels like they're they're signed in the dark of night, and they hit you with it. Oh, oh by the way, you thought you were going to run your business a certain way. Uh, two days from now, you have to radically change, or you just have to close, and you you have to deal with it. And I, people are are very lost to the idea that rights exist in a pandemic. It's like they can't believe that that's even possible. Rights exist in a pandemic. The Constitution doesn't get thrown out because someone's grandmother passed away. I don't say it isn't awful. I'm saying that you don't throw these things out. Of course you have the right. What we're seeing in New Jersey where those gym owners are fighting to open their business or salon owners in Texas or Michigan, these people are right. And if you want to go, you should have the right to go. But if we are going to say, well, we can't have certain businesses, well, now we're being dishonest about what the business is. Nobody at a cigar lounge is elbow to elbow. By its definition, it's a lounge. It's about relaxing. And then you have space between chairs and all those kinds of things. 
It is the same spacing that happens at a restaurant and they don't shut down the restaurants. That's not scientific. And these people have the right to be open. If you want to go to a cigar lounge, you should have the right to. And no mayor should be allowed to supersede that right. No health director should be. And yet we still don't have people up in arms about it. They're simply accepting it. And that's the part that most blows my mind. They are accepting it. Well, what's what's really scary is what could happen next. Uh, I saw a, a piece that in Spain they're banning smoking for people uh, that you have to have. If you can't social distance and be six feet apart, you can't smoke. So they've said no more public smoking because there'll be droplets of the virus. What in happened the air to the when French study that said people who smoked weren't getting coronavirus? That was like like in the first weeks. Uh, oh, that was of that, that was so six weeks ago, Tony. Good lord. <laughs> um, by the way, if you can't smoke during coronavirus, you're going to see a lot more problems with with, with people's psyche. <laughs> I think it's some of the only things keeping people sane. The uh, top American whiskeys are out. This according to international wine and spirits competition is written about by Forbes. So this is an interesting list. Because there are some I know nothing about, like, for example, Hellwood Wine and Spirits with American Eagle Four Year, which is a Tennessee bourbon, which is 40% alcohol by volume. It's an 80 proof. And then they've got the 12 Year, which is a 43 alcohol by volume. So it's an 86 proof. I have never done those. But the Uncle Nearest, the 1820 single barrel 11 Year, which is a 54.3 alcohol by volume. So 108, 109 proof. That is a big, bold whiskey and certainly one that you wouldn't be unwilling to try you should absolutely be trying uncle nearest but it's buffalo trace that cleaned up high west distillery is on there with the rendezvous rye which is a a, a 92 proof i happen to like that quite a bit i don't know triple eight distillery with the notch nantucket island single malt whiskey that's a 15 year but Buffalo Trace with the George T. Stag, Buffalo Trace with the Eagle Rare, and Buffalo Trace with the Colonel E.H. Taylor Jr. single barrel at 100 proof. I like. They're what, all really, really good, yeah, guys. I, I like what Buffalo Trace does, and I believe there's a past episode of Eat, Drink, Smoke where we reviewed the Buffalo Trace uh, Colonel E.H. Taylor. Find In that one on, of the podcasts? Yeah, find that on Apple Podcasts. Where's the Maker's Mark? Where's the Maker's Mark? Well, we're, we're, we're drinking we right here. We are reviewing uh, the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series. We're doing the RC6 Profile, which came out in 2019. They add 10 virgin toasted American oak staves to the barrel aged six years. This is really stupendous. Uh, the, the fruit that is in there, the, the brown sugar, for me, there is a only a very, very hint of, of spice, but it ends on that wonderful kind of thick leathery note in, in the upper mid-chest. And we moved it to a cube and then quickly moved it off a cube, right? I moved it to a big rock and then took the big rock out. You moved it to a couple of ice chips. Yeah, I did what you usually do, and I threw a couple ice chips in it. And boy, am I glad that I did because it really, the spice started to pop for me on this. Still getting a little bit of the cinnamon, the, the, the fruit, the, the dark fruit flavors. Right. They really started to come out when... I put the ice chips in, took a little bit of that sting away, too. So this is the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series. That's what we're reviewing today on Eat, Drink, Smoke. But the Buffalo Trace ones, one, two, three, these are things that you should try. If you're someone who's saying, hey, I'd like to know more about bourbon, 
Go through what Buffalo Trace has to offer, especially these three. These are good picks. The E.H. Taylor, which is a single barrel. Uh, the Eagle Rare, 17-year for sure. And then the George T. Stag. Now, these are big money things. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear that these are big money things that I'm talking about here. This stuff is not cheap. Well, depending on which one you get. If you do a 2015 George C. Stag, you're going to be paying 1900 bucks. What I'm saying is... <laughs> is I'm that s- in your liquor cabinet? <laughs> if it is, I'm doing really well. <laughs> if, I'm, if that's in my liquor cabinet, this show has popped. But feel free, uh, fine listeners, if you want to send us a bottle. We're, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that for you. But there are there are other versions of it, and and worthy of trying. And give it a shot. These are three. I mean, they they picked the big stuff here, and they did a pretty good job of it. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Avo is a cigar name that you know, and for a lot of people, it's a cigar name that they trust, and they know it almost in like this old school kind of way. It's like a name that's been around in the same way they trust Davidoff and Davidoff is Avo. But Davidoff and their resurgence, what they have been able to do in, in kind of reinventing well, what people should know about them as a cigar manufacturer has been something else. And Avo continues to make you happy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke everybody, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. And this is the Avo Domain 50. This is a figurata. Right? So this starts at almost like a point it gets a little bulbous and it comes back down. If it was just a, a bit like tapered at, at the cap where you cut, you would consider it a torpedo. But since it starts at a bit of a point, gets bulbous and then comes back down, a figurato is what you would call this. So this is a, just about a six inches in length by a 50 ring gauge. So uh, understand cigars in the following ways. Ring gauge is how thick a cigar is around. Tee Always makes him laugh. And then uh, the length of a cigar, in this case, six inches long. Tee Again, makes him laugh. If I didn't say hello, I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy, who's doing all the chuckling right there because he is still a child when we talk about the length and the girth of a cigar. Tee <laughs> Girth did it for him right there. The Avo Domain 50 is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with Dominican binder and filler. And according uh, to uh, Richard, our cigar expert here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, this tobacco comes from Avo's own fields. It comes directly, which means this stuff is 25 years old. And this cigar is everything that you want. First of all, the color of the cigar is this wonderful milk chocolate. I actually never mind when a cigar is oily. I like oily. I actually like it when it has almost a touch of sandpaper feel fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, the touch. There's almost a grit that goes with it. This doesn't have that. This is a very, I think, for me, rather smooth, but still has that touch of oily that you 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 kind of you kind of, of want when you smoke a cigar. You break it into the three, baby. First third, second third, final third. So we have just lit this up right here. And you get that hit of spice, as you will, I think, from a fair amount of avos, especially uh, that, that Dominican uh, binder and filler. But there's this, this wonderful undercurrent of, of, of sweet and, and almost a cocoa tone that comes right underneath. Just absolutely adore it. What I'm impressed with is the draw, Tony. 
because uh, you, you know the way that this is shaped, how it's tapered at the foot and tapered at the head. Uh, at I've the cap, yeah, yeah, at the cap. Uh, there's, uh, I would expect in previous cigars that we've had that's been that have been shaped like this, I've had a little problem right off the bat with the draw, not with this one. So when you have a cigar that is these kind of unique shapes. Sometimes you'll find a cigar that's wrapped a little too tight. Remember, this is a work of art here. Sometimes it's wrapped a little too loose, it kind of falls apart. Sometimes it's wrapped a little too tight and you have a trouble with the draw. You have trouble breathing through it, trying to get the, the, the smoke in to be able to toast your palate. One of the ways to work on that, and I did it with this one, right about an inch from where we cut, I was rolling it with my thumb and my finger and kind of hearing it break apart. You don't want to go too hard. You don't want to crack the wrapper, but sometimes you just got to open it up a little bit, get it a little bit looser because it's just wrapped a touch tight and open it up that way. And then you get to it. So always do your cigars first, third, second, third, final third. This right now, that touch of cocoa, this that has that spice there. There was an interesting review from the guys over at Cigar, Cigar Authority, thecigarauthority.com, where they said they considered that spice a bit of mustard. And now I can't get it out of my head. But I think mustard is such an awful way to describe a cigar <laughs> that I can't really go with it. But a touch of spice, um, if, if you wanted to go brown mustard, I guess you could. It's just not, it's just not a descriptor I would use. I know, and it's not something that would make you want to run to the humidor, that description, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So much of it is that, right? It plays in, in, in the head. Like, so much of it is in the band, and, and does, does the cigar look pretty to you. That's a big deal. Does it look pretty to you? I'm drawn to those deeper, darker uh, cigars. I always I always have been. You've been smoking for a little while, Fingers. Where are you Oh, at? I, I really like this. Uh, the, the spice plays well with the Maker's Mark that we're reviewing. Uh, right. Very with happy with this pairing. Uh, and what my question is, what is the price point of this cigar? I've, I've seen it, what, $11, $12 a stick in some places? Yeah. You can find this easily for $12 a smoke. This is an in-your-humidor cigar. And the reason it's an in-your-humidor cigar, because as you want to build your palate, right, as you want to kind of expand your horizons, this is letting you do it without overwhelming you. Very often you can get to those, some, those kind of big spice bomb kind of cigars, right? Big, strong, bold flavor. It's too much. Look, I do this for a living. <laughs> it's too much. I want something that's going to work with me all the way through. There is no harm in saying, you know what, some of those other kind of smokes. For example, there, it, 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 I, I don't want to point pick one out. Pick a spicy cigar. Oh, I like, I really like the spice in this one. Well, okay, it's like the people who like hot wings. I like wings. I don't like wings I can't eat. Right. Right. I don't need the chunks of habanero and oh look, it was dipped in a vat of ghost peppers, <laughs> you know, and then it was sent down to the seventh realm of hell, right. where Beelzebub said, "Ooh, that's spicy." I don't need that in my life. Same thing with a cigar. I want to be able to experience the flavors as opposed to being overwhelmed by a flavor. I think it's very nice that you've got this little pepper kind of spice to it, but then as it subsides, as you you get further into the first third you're getting those cocoa notes and i agree with you about the wings i had two buddies i would go uh to a wing restaurant 
and they would get the the nine eleven wings. You know the the, the nine. You know, and it'd be right. like it'd be like nine one one, not nine eleven, like September eleventh. Uh, and you know what you I, meant. Well, we didn't think you were that well, guy. Well, in twenty twenty, you have to clarify these oh, things. Oh, we're all going to hell. And I would sit there and watch them eat the wings, and there'd be. Not only sweat coming out of the forehead, but snot coming out of the nose. And I'm thinking to myself, how can you possibly be enjoying your dining experience right now? Well, sometimes people are very dead inside and they just want to feel <laughs> is, is where it's at. Now, anytime you're reviewing cigars, guys, and you're going through it, you're sitting on the back deck. Uh, and I don't say guys to be sexist. Now, look at me. See, now, I'm explaining it. It's contagious. Write it down. Write down what you're smoking. Write down your... your perceptions of it go read other reviews and see if you agree or disagree what did you eat that day what's the weather out right these are all very important things because they can all be playing with your palate what are you pairing it with you might find that you have a bourbon that you pair something with that you love one time and you despise the next and it's not the bourbon necessarily hasn't changed it's just how those combinations go together and there is no wrong answer it's it's your palate you have you have to be honest and true to you. I saw a reviewer um, talking about pairing, and he he brought up an interesting pairing combination: cream soda with a cigar. Can you see that? Oh, cream cream soda over ice or straight just cream, cream soda? Just cream soda. See, my issue would be flavoring. That's really interesting carbonation that takes me out of the game mm -hmm. so a flat cream soda now you can have a conversation with me. i never would have put that together that's interesting but if it was over if it was just fresh out of the can or out of the bottle carbonated no and cold versus on ice would also be a completely different thing right but they're all worth trying i i guess meanwhile this is the avo domain 50 and it is worth a purchase this is eat drink smoke The only thing that coronavirus has done to make me think that I should be thankful that there's an opportunity is refinancing my house. Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. Great to be with you. The podcast at Apple Podcasts, if you ever miss an episode, Apple Podcasts, eat, drink, smoke, write a review, leave a five-star review. And I do think that there are opportunities. There are businesses that are growing in all of this insanity. I think there are people being inventive. Uh, there is uh, coming to a town north of Indianapolis, where we do the show, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Malnati's, so that's Chicago pizza, Lou Malnati's, right? Big, big Chicago place is coming to Indiana, opening up their second place. They're not putting in a dining room. It is all delivery and to go. Wow. Well, welcome to the future. Jim Cramer on CNBC, Mad Money, you know, he's talking about Yum Brands. So Yum Brands is the biggest restaurant owner I think in the world, with a KFC, Pizza Hut, things like that. And he's saying, what's the purpose of a Pizza Hut dining room anymore? Nobody wants the dining room experience after this. It used to be huge, too. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s, there'd the be buffet. the Pizza Hut buffet. You'd take the whole family. You'd get the fountain drink. Everything was, everybody was happy. A pizza buffet. You don't even see that hardly anymore. Now you're really not going to see. The, you're not going to see any of that stuff. And this is just... Proof positive, and you know that that we're talking about Chicago style pizza. So, so a large pizza kit will run you give or take thirty bucks. T to me, I, I try to stay out of the whole pizza wars when people get in arguments. Oh, New York is the best. Uh, Chicago is the best. California is the best. Nobody says California is the best. <laughs> but still, uh, to me, 
Chicago-style pizza was always the kind of pizza where I felt like I wanted to be in the restaurant while I ate it. It, it, really? It's not like a takeout pizza to me. I don't know. It, it could be just me because it's 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 like a casserole. Really? <laughs> um, I, you're right that I don't know if there is a best. I mean, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Jersey. So there's Brooklyn style, the New York style, which is the traditional pizza, right, where you fold and you, and you eat. Then there's New Jersey pizza, which I always had it as Brooklyn style, which is to say the same kind of fold and eat. But then some people said Jersey style was the super thin crust. Thin crust has a place, but it's not as good as the Brooklyn style. Chicago has a place, but for me, it's not as good as the Brooklyn style. Then again, I don't eat pizza anymore, so who the (laughs) hell am I uh, to tell? But this whole thing about refinancing has been really interesting because at first when when coronavirus hit, you would hear people who are, uh, let's say, of means going to refinance their houses immediately but they weren't trying to refinance to necessarily get the better interest rate. They wanted the cash. They didn't know what was going to happen. They may have had, if you have fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 of equity in your house, you feel pretty good. You got hundred k of equity in your house, you feel amazing. Well, what happens when you have four hundred fifty, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 worth of equity in your house? And next thing you know, it could be three seventy five if housing values go down. Right. So people all over the place were trying to refinance. And what happened? The bank said, nah. Nobody would take the paper. You couldn't find people who would do the refinances. And then the craziest thing happened. The interest rates dropped. And the interest rates dropped to where they were before coronavirus. You were back into the twos. And they're there. And, and listen, they, they changed, you know, they changed by the day. And I'm not giving you financial advice. But I've been having this conversation of, is this the time to refinance? Cash out some. And now is the time to be investing the cash but I don't know if it's necessarily in the market because the market seems to be doing great. The, the difference between Wall Street and, and like Midwest Main Street, that's a weird dichotomy that, that's going on. Um, but I've, I have thought uh, about doing this. And then you start getting into, as we have gone through coronavirus and you've seen these executive orders and like changing of laws, not even with legislatures, there, is, there have been like cracks in the system with how weird that is. But I'm telling you, I think there are a lot of people looking at that saying, is this the right financial move? I'm not a financial planner. Do not take financial advice from me. Cigar advice, yes. Financial advice, no. I'm seriously considering If it. If you are someone who relies on interest as part of your retirement, this is an awful time. But it, uh, to, to refinance a house or... When's the last time a bank paid you interest? Right? When's the last time your bank account paid you anything? It's crazy. You know, I'm a sick person and I get on YouTube and I will watch old Detroit Lions games from like the, the 1980s. And sometimes they'll have the car commercial on there. Right. And it'll be something like, buy this new uh, Chevrolet Chevette. 11.9% financing. And I'm like, 11.9% financing on it? Can you imagine? Growing up, my parents had an 8% loan, and they thought it was a great deal. It's crazy. They thought it was a great deal in Jersey to have a, a, an 8% Loan eight eight point five whatever it was, but I'm going through a refi right now. Are you, so you're doing it? Yeah, I'm doing it because I mean, it's, it's but you're doing it. Are you? I mean, I'm asking. Are you doing it to take the cash to no. the investor? You're just doing it because oh, the, the, the rate's just so much lower. I'm you know, I, I'm saving two points. Two I, two points is real money. What do you yeah. mean? I'm just oh, just saving two well, points. I didn't know if I wanted to no get into deal. the whole thing, but I mean, the, we're not talking the, about the numbers. That's yeah, huge. We're not talking numbers, yeah, but darn near two full interest rate points. 
uh, to percentage points. And but here's something that's odd. I've refinanced the house before, and I you know you have a, a notary if the the people you're working with is out of state. I was told that something happened July 1st in Indiana. Where that's when the new laws went into place. Yes. I have to have a witness on top of the notary come and sign some paperwork. I had to find someone that will come along. Your wife for the doesn't ride. count? No. If you have, you, the, the person cannot have an interest in the property. And the, 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 the notary was telling me all this, and she said, this is ridiculous, and it's going to be changed. There was a glitch in writing the legislation, I guess. This is what she told me. I don't, That's you know, weird. That they're, they're going to they're gonna have to fix it. But as you know, it's going to take a while for them to be able to fix this. So in the meantime, you have to have a, a, a witness come in and be a part of the process. See, that's weird because, I mean, it, it could be a friend, right, or, or, or whatever. Right. But now you got to, like, they're going to see your business. Yes. You know, and people... I'm ne- I've never been weird about money. Like I talk about the fact that when I moved from I lived I used to live in Tampa Bay and moved to Los Angeles to start a tech company. This was a great number of years ago. I lost everything I own. I had like three business deals that I was trying to put together at once. And I'm like, if any one of them hit, my family is taken care of. I went 0 for 3. The the downturn came. The investors went away. A business was going to sell and it didn't. And then that was the end of that. I lost every... The only thing I didn't do was go bankrupt. We Credit scores in the high fours. Just disaster. If it wasn't for Craigslist, I talk about this very often. If it wasn't for Craigslist, my kids would not have had clothes. Thank goodness they were just little toddlers running around the backyard. And we were living in California at the time. And we didn't know when we rented the house, we didn't know how fortunate we were to have a backyard. And, and my wife, uh, you know, that belonged to those moms groups. And the, the parents would come to our house. And I'm like, that's weird. But okay, we didn't care. No, we were the only people who had a backyard where kids could actually run. You could set up a sprinkler and the, you could go the full distance. We didn't know. Wow. But it's all we had. All we could do is for that. So we had this house in Florida. Couldn't pay for that. Right. Just lost that house. It, it was a disaster. I built myself back up. Since then, but I think that's weird that you gotta have a stranger because I don't mind talking about those things, but a lot of people don't want people knowing their stuff. Well, I mean, it, it's a, apparently they'll be able to come in and just sign one piece of paper, and they'll leave, but what kind of position are you putting your friend in? Hey, by the way, why don't you come? I'm, I'm refinancing a mortgage. We sign a piece of paper on the mortgage process for him, and then leave immediately. <laughs> that's crazy. Let me know how it goes. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke, your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio show extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. We are smoking the Avo Domain 50, and it is just lovely. This is a figurato, meaning it starts small, very, very thin there at the foot, then gets bulbous, and then tapers back down at the cap where you're smoking from about six inches in length. It's 50 on the ring gauge with 54 at its thickest point. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Dominican in the binder and the filler. Just working my way into the second third. A touch of cracking of the wrapper, but I've got it mostly under control. Has not affected the smoke. Has not affected the flavor. Those cocoa notes are starting to, for me to get a little more pronounced. That spice, it's not that I've gotten used to it. I feel that it's still there, but it exists with a bit of creaminess. I adore what Avo is doing here on the Avo Domain 50. The, the cocoa notes are starting to come out, and 
you ordered us some coffee, and it is pairing. It, it's superb with coffee. I'm a huge fan of coffee with a cigar. We were drinking uh, the Maker's Mark. Uh, this is quite exceptional if you can find it. Uh, the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series. We did the RC6, released in 2019, 108.2 proof. Was sensational. I finished it. I never finished my bourbon. I sip it. I finished it. But for this cigar, I did move us to the French press, and it is just pairing just wonderfully. You got to check it out for yourself. The Avo Domain. This is worthy, especially at $12 a stick, worthy of being in your humidor. It is time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Tony, let's go to Ohio. Oh, it's not too far. <laughs> We can get in the car right now and go. Specifically Dayton, the Century Bar, downtown Dayton's nationally acclaimed bourbon destination. I did not know that. Now you know. This is the news. (laughs) (laughs) Dayton's nationally acclaimed bourbon destination is now opening an hour earlier every day as its owners attempt to navigate the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Why would you have to open an hour earlier? There's a state-mandated 10 p.m. curfew on alcohol sales at bars and restaurants designed to help slow the spread of COVID-19, Tony. And has taken a deeper bite into sales of pubs and establishments trying to regain their financial footing following a forced shutdown of dine-in and bar service. We are ridiculous. We are ridiculous. Does coronavirus not exist after 10 p.m.? Is there some some magical thing that happens uh, that if, if you if you uh, it's if an, you if you close everything's going to be okay? It's an early riser, so it likes to go to bed early. So yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> you think it would be okay? No, uh, but here's here's the thing, Tony. Uh, the Century uh, the Century Bar, which I'm told is Dayton's nationally acclaimed bourbon destination, uh, sales had plunged to only about one quarter of what they had been before the coronavirus pandemic and after the 10 p.m. sales curfew was established. I, we're silly. We're it, that's that's part of the purposefully willfully silly is when you have these kinds of things. Is the theory that if you stay open later, people will drink more and then they'll be taking, they'll, they'll be breathing on each other more? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And, and who's the governor of Ohio? Mike DeWine? I believe it's, so. That's it. Yeah. It's, that's just sad. That is just a sad, sad bit of silly right there. But good on them. Find ways to, to work around the issues because the politicos have a level of unseriousness about what they think is going to work and who who are they impressing when they do it right you would think politicos do things for votes sometimes they do things because they believe it not every i'm not that cynical but who who says to them i'm really glad the governor did that i'm gonna say mima is gonna be just fine now <laughs> well i go back to what we've talked about previously if everyone has to wear a mask then open everything up open everything up let right. businesses try to survive. You can't keep pulling the rug from underneath them. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I think that you're right about the idea that if you tell people masks are the way, then we should just be open and ready. It shouldn't even be a debate. We should just be jumping in and be like, "All right, this is how you do it. Wash your hands, wear a mask, you're fine." And we haven't done it. It's I can't I can't figure out what people want, but I'm stunned and, and saddened to the idea that people really seem to be okay 
with kind of hurting themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's no value in that. And there's lots of things I get that have canceled. There are two big cigar events that have canceled. Cigar Aficionado canceled 2020 Big Smokes. Right? Yeah. That's, that's huge. That's an event. That's a show in, in Las Vegas. And uh, cigar, yeah, so that was Cigar Aficionado. And then uh, Cigars International canceled Cigar Fest 2020. Right? There are these things that are canceling uh, out, out there. You know, we're, we're talking right now. This is going to be the weekend of the Indianapolis 500, which in Indianapolis, is, you, it's everything. 300,000 people nearly show up. It's its own city inside the Indianapolis <laughs> Motor Speedway. It's an amazing sight. And they're running that race without fans. And it's just, it's weird. It is weird. And, and you even have Roger Penske, who owns the entire IndyCar series and owns the track. He's like, it's not what I wanted to do, but I felt like I had to do it. And you're not 100% sure if that's what happened or if somebody made a phone call and said, why don't you do us a favor? And uh, you feel ugly uh, about it. It's going to be so weird watching that race without any fans. The NFL, I guess, uh, it, it hasn't completely confirmed this, but it's looking more and more like they're going to pipe in fan audio crowd noise during right. NFL games. 100%. Uh, the, the baseball, it looks odd with the cardboard cutouts of fans in, in the stands. But it's, maybe in those kinds of things, you can almost accept it from a litigation point of view that these the, the leagues don't want to be have to deal with it. The local bar can't stay open until 11.15? That's, that's not science. And that's the part that drives me nuts. Well, here's some good news for uh, everyone out there. Un- unless it's uh, regarding your thighs... Not going to be good news for your thighs. Do you want to say that again? Do you want to do that whole intro again? Uh, Did you feel good about that? No. So you've got good news unless I'm talking about about your thighs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to fire my writer. Uh, The American (laughs) Chemical Society, Tony, the ACS, the American Chemical Society. That's a guy in a windowless van down by the river who makes meth, right? Yeah, and who writes my jokes. Uh, <laughs> the ACS is preparing to present the results of a study that suggests milk chocolate can be made less unhealthy by adding peanut skins and coffee grounds, giving it more antioxidants than bitter dark chocolate varieties while still keeping the, light, uh, the flavor light and sweet with a silky texture. I stand corrected. 2020 can be worse. (laughs) I can make milk chocolate less unhealthy if I take away the milk chocolate and give you a grapefruit. (laughs) Peanut skins. Right now, I happen to like chocolate and coffee. I I, I could, every now and then, I'm I'm fine with a chocolate-covered espresso bean. Let's say it's it's a very, very good pairing. So when you talk about like cocoa notes and the cigar that we're smoking, the Ava Domain, uh, 50. Um, those cocoa notes pair wonderfully with coffee. It's, it's an enjoyable connection between the two. But when I eat milk chocolate, I want it to be delicious. The problem is I don't eat milk chocolate. I eat dark chocolate. Mm. Dark chocolate's a superior chocolate as I see it. Are they going to grind the, the peanut skins up to the point where it's a pulp? Or, you know, there's nothing worse other than the popcorn. I was so grossed out, I had not considered how they're going to do it. I mean, the to have a peanut skin, you know, when you when you eat peanuts and you get the skin and then it gets uh, caught in your teeth and you're, you're doing a whole thing trying to get the skin out. The whole thing sounds gross. All right. So I have the story. So this 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 Ph.D., and colleagues at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's, Agri- Agriculture's Research Service 
because they have clearly have a lot of free time. <laughs> ground the skins into a powder and then snorted it while eating the chocolate and everything was fine. That's a party. They ground the skins into a powder, extracted the phenolic compounds, leaving behind uh, the lignin and cellulose, which is the substances in plant cell walls. Then they extracted antioxidants from coffee grounds and tea leaves. They combined the antioxidant-rich phenolic powder with the food additive malodextrin to easily mix it into the milk chocolate. If you have to add malodextrin, the whole thing is no longer healthier. It can't be by nature. This is gross. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Serious Satellite Radio is getting sued by, from all people, Stuttering John. You know we're not on Serious Satellite Radio, right? Not yet. True enough. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. Along with Tony Katz. And listen, Tony, we, we've talked before about Howard Stern. If you get into talk radio, if you talk to a lot of people, one of the people that uh, inspire a lot of talk radio hosts was Howard Stern. Howard Stern is the best interviewer of his generation and the next generation. I think really you get into Rogan before you get to the next really, really good interviewer. But Stern is by far, if people want to talk about talk radio, you're right. Regardless of your politics, it's Rush Limbaugh. Really created an entire, he created an entire genre. But as interviewers go, there's no one better. Really no one better than Stern. And, you know, it's been 30 plus years for Howard Stern. And for the, the first part of his career in New York, uh, he was on terrestrial radio. Then he moved to satellite. Well, before he moved to satellite, he had a character by the name of Stuttering John. Stuttering John Melendez. Tony uh, was a big part of the show. Uh, he left to become the announcer for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And I always thought he did the right thing when he did that. Of course, you know he had to go out on his own. He had really made a name for himself. He took a lot of abuse from Stern, but that was part of the shtick. But this was an opportunity in the half. You, you take that opportunity. Well, John Melendez, who became known as Stuttering John on the long and long his longtime sidekick. Uh, to Howard Stern has sued Sirius XM for using his name, likeness, and voice without permission on channels dedicated to Stern. How could it be without his permission? He probably signed 9 million contracts that says we can use your face, your likeness, your voice, your mom, any way we want. <laughs> well, this seems to be a plate from several of the former Stern characters like Stuttering John, Artie Lang, uh, Jackie the Joke Man, Martling, where they will play best of on Howard 100, Howard 101, the two Howard channels on Sirius. They'll go back and play clips from 20, 25 years ago, and they're saying, where are our royalties? Why are we not getting royalty checks from these bits? Well, maybe playing? because you signed a contract that didn't give you any royalties. Look, I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm a terrestrial guy. Until we're on satellite, I'm a terrestrial guy. I happen to be. I, 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 I am. But And I'm, this is nothing against satellite whatsoever. It's just I'm, I'm supportive of my, of my home team, if you will. They didn't sign the contract right. I'm willing to bet you if I looked at Jackie Martling's or Stuttering John's contract, they didn't, it wasn't in there. What would make them think that they get anything? That's crazy. It just feels like this is a nuisance suit because you know... Sirius has right. deep pockets. And I, you, you got to think it's a bit of a, what the hell? Doesn't cost me anything really to do it. I get my name back out there again. Maybe somebody will give me a gig, right? right. There's absolutely no loss for John, for Stuttering John. There's no loss for any of these guys. 
to go about doing it, right? We're talking about him right now. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the win. That's the win, but I don't think there's... What a ridiculous argument. You're a grown men. You might not have worried about it on your first contract, but maybe you worried about it on a subsequent contract when you had gotten something. Did, if you didn't, that's on you. I am always sickened by the people who, who say, I got such a lousy deal. You signed the contract. Right. Don't sign bad deal. The only thing worse in this world than not having a deal is having a bad deal. It, if, if it is the only thing I teach my children, then I have done a great job as a father. Don't, the only thing worse, people will rush to a deal, and one of the worst things they'll do is they'll be in a deal that goes south, so they'll look for another deal to make up for the bad deal mm-hmm. and put themselves in a bad deal because they're dealing with emotion. That is one of the worst things you can do. If a deal goes south, sometimes you got to sit down, have a drink, say whatever the curse words are, go to sleep, wake up in the next morning, and try again, but you can't chase the bad deal. It's, it will haunt you for forever. Your next deal can make $400 billion, and you'll be like, I can't believe I lost $42 over there. Well, here's what's funny, too, is it says here, uh, according to the New York Post, that Sirius responded to uh, Melendez's cease and desist letter by marginalizing his contributions to the Stern Show and threatening to take his current show, the Stuttering John podcast, off its Pandora streaming service. Oh, they're, oh, they're, they're not. They're not playing around. All right. So now let's think. Let's take a step back. Let's now look at this as what is the objective, right? Because very often a lawsuit, a very often a complaint is about an objective, trying to get somewhere. I don't think we're the people who had to teach him that he was on Pandora. You now have a serious owning Pandora, and and that it could create a problem there. So maybe he wanted that attention. Maybe he wanted to say, well, speaking of the Pandora deal, I will drop the suit. But here's what I want in return. And it's a way to elevate him on Pandora in that way. This could absolutely be strategic. But again, it could also be a, maybe I just got my name on the paper and I'll drop the suit. But now more people will be thinking about me and they'll look, up, they'll look for me on Pandora. And the truth is, Sirius will love it because more people are coming to Pandora to, to, to get the podcast. Are we on Pandora for Eat, Drink, Smoke as the podcast? That I don't know. I know people can get it on, uh, what's the other? Spotify. Are we on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Huh. Good job, tech team. Solid work. Do I, <laughs> do I pay those people? Solid work. I mean, you did your job right there. So that's very possible, right? The, the, the key to looking at anything is asking what's in it for them in all the ways it can be uh, in it for them uh, but I will not lose any sleep over stuttering John and whether or not he gets a deal or he doesn't get a deal that guy's whole career is because Howard Stern said hey I'm going to make fun of you and he said thank you sir can I have another please please pretty please Ben Affleck is returning as Batman Ugh. in the Flash movie now I will tell you that DC has except for Wonder Woman has done a pretty bad job in the movies Aquaman was fun But where DC shines is in the TV shows. The whole Arrowverse, starting with Arrow, right, which was Green Arrow and then was Arrow. The Flash is, I think, excellent television. Black Lightning is great. And then you've got the campy stuff. The super It's all a little campy. The super campy stuff like Legends of Tomorrow. And now they have a whole new slate of shows uh, coming on and coming down. Supergirl, too, I think does a really, really good job. They've kind of figured out this world and figured it out excellent. 
but the Flash from the TV show, Grant Gustin, is not the Flash from the movies. And I don't know why, because I think Grant Gustin is an excellent Flash. What I don't understand is Affleck is playing the Dark Knight alongside Michael Keaton's Batman from the 1989 Tim Burton film. And now I realized I have to start smoking weed <laughs> because I, this is insane. I don't. I can't follow this. I can't either. But I, I have to pose the question because it's one that's posed uh, all the time when a story like that comes up. Other than Adam West, who we all know uh, was the best Batman of all time, it's science. Uh, who was the best Batman? Who played the Michael best? Keaton was the best Batman. See, Michael. Ke- well, you could disagree, but you're wrong. Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Who would you say? George Clooney, Val George, Kilmer. George Clooney or Val Kilmer. Not, not the films. I have to believe. Christian Bale. Yeah. And, and uh, Ben Affleck. I have to believe Matt that. Matt Damon Jr. I have to believe that Batman can kick my butt. And I have a hard time believing Michael Keaton can crack an egg. Let but, alone. Uh, but do you like Michael Keaton as, as oh, Vulture in, in the Spider-Man? I, I freely admit I didn't see that. I, what? I don't, I don't see movies about things and stuff. But you, uh, the... the <laughs> But do, do you do you look at Michael Keaton and think? Listen, I think brilli- brilliantly acted. But I gotta believe he can kick some butt. And I just don't look at Michael Keaton as oh man. If I were walking down a dark alley, I would sure like to have Michael Keaton have my have my back. I will watch anything Michael Keaton does, going all the way back to Mr. Mom, going all the way back to Gung Ho. <laughs> I will watch anything Michael Keaton does. Have you seen The Founder, which is the Ray Kroc story? Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc and how he turned McDonald's into McDonald's. I can see that. It is. That movie is so disturbing and so brilliantly done. It is spectacular. If you haven't seen The Founder, Michael Keaton is Ray Kroc. You have to see it. You have to get yourself the Avo Domain of 50. Give that a smoke. And of course, from Maker's Mark, the wood finishing series. Check it out for yourself and find us on Apple Podcasts. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.